As a driven dentist, you see the world differently. Where some see scarcity, you see abundance. When others want to give up, you keep going. You're building an amazing life of significance. That means you can't rely on ordinary advice from ordinary advisors to get to your goals. You want advice that's going to help maximize your net worth so you can take even better care of the people you love, the causes you care about, and make your dent in the universe. But the fact is, this advice remains hidden because relatively few professionals are well-versed in them, and the extremely affluent don't care to let you know about them. Join us as we pull back the curtain to reveal the often hidden advice and strategies used by today's most successful individuals and families. Welcome to Dental Wealth Nation. Here's your host, Tim McNeely. Welcome, everyone, to another edition of Dental Wealth Nation. And I am so excited to share with you today what we have for you because I don't know about you, but there's a couple things I like in my business. I like to increase my revenues, but I also like to lower my overhead and I like to lower my expenses. And chances are you do too. And the other thing I've really been geeking out a lot over lately is artificial intelligence. And, and by the time we finish today, you're going to know how AI can make your dental practice even more profitable. You're going to know how it can help you communicate with your patients even better. You're going to walk away and you're going to have insights into why you should consider using AI in your practice to really help you create those operational efficiencies. But most importantly of all, you're going to feel motivated and excited to get back there and implement AI in your practice because there are just so many amazing possibilities. And when it comes to AI in dental practices and DSOs, Eric Whedon is one of the best. And I'm so excited to have Eric here today. Eric is really a leader when it comes to emerging technologies. He's spent his entire career really at the forefront of, of things that are pushing technology even further. He's VP of sales at True Lark. And what I love about Eric is just his passion for helping dentists do even more. Eric, welcome to the show. Thank you, Tim. I'm very excited to be here. I, and I, I don't know about our listeners, but I certainly know about you. I certainly know about me. I've been geeking out a lot about AI lately. And, and before we get into that, just give me a little bit about your background and, and, and how you ended up here. Yeah, definitely. Happy to share. But before I do that, Tim, I, I want to talk about you for one second. I just want to, if anybody is listening to this and you're new, uh, what Tim is doing with Dental Wealth Nation is amazing. I just, uh, I follow the podcast. I love the range of topics that um, you bring to the community and the the information from experts out there. It's just, it's phenomenal. So thank you for that, Tim. Oh, you're, you're welcome. It's a, it's a joy to do. Yeah. Um, so yeah, me, my, uh, I'll share a little bit about my origin story. Uh, like you said, I, I have always gravitated to emerging technologies and uh, have been really in, you know, cutting edge businesses and, and love surrounding myself with very brilliant people that are doing amazing things. And about um, five years ago, I got introduced uh, to TrueLark, uh, an AI communication platform. And prior to that, I had been working really on the uh, business management uh, side of the world in SaaS, software as a service. So think about like, you know, practice management systems and things like that. So uh, business management systems that were handling and scheduling, handling, you know, some marketing uh, functions, things like that. Um, but I, I came across TrueLark through an introduction and went up uh, to Palo Alto where our headquarters um, is based at and spent a day 
with our founder who has dedicated his life to machine learning and into our head of product and our, our CTO and just was amazed at what they're doing. And I was like, I have to be here. I have to be part of this. I have to see where this goes. And uh, it's been a, it's been a wonderful, exciting trip um, over the last, uh, you know, almost five years for me. And uh, just really, you know, looking forward to the coming years and all the innovation that's happening right now um, in the dental market and being part of that. Wow. Now, now before we kind of dive in and really talk about this, I, I think it's important to lay the foundation a little bit about what AI is and the different types of AI and, and what we're talking about here. So can you give us a, a brief little overview of, of, of what you mean when you say AI and artificial intelligence and, 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 yeah. our, and, and what are we talking about in the practice here? Yeah, that's great. Um, thank you. Excellent question, Tim, because really, uh, you know, when I first got involved, the AI was just being used broadly and it meant a lot of different things. And so it meant maybe some kind of chat bot that you got off the shelf that provided a limited amount of automation or responses. Um, maybe it meant uh, something that was being used in deep enterprise like a United Airlines and it was you know, able to talk to you over the phone and actually do some pretty sophisticated things. Um, and then ChatGPT came along and everybody's like, oh, here's AI. This is what it is. And that's a large language model. You know, it has tons of information out there on everything, sometimes not always correct. And it's only up to date to 2022 right now. Um, so, you know, there's there's a wide spectrum out there. In regard to uh, TrueLark, what we're talking about um, is a proprietary AI platform that was built, purpose built for the dental community. So it's the only AI communication platform out there like that. And what it is, is it's an AI platform um, that improves over time based on the data that we are consuming specific to these patient um, practice interactions. And so it's just getting smarter and smarter and better over time, which we measure. We're, we're big data geeks at TrueLark. And so we provide not only for ourselves, but for our clients dashboards that show things like conversation handle rate, things like booking request conversion rate, because it's an AI communication platform that's not only communicating with uh, patients out there, but we integrate into the practice management systems to execute on what I consider goal-driven inquiries. Wow. Now, uh, that's a mouthful. And I want to I want to start yeah. unpacking some of that because, you know, I'm married that's to a dentist. My father-in-law is a dentist. And, and, and I bring that up because, yeah. you know, my father-in-law was really big in the practice. And this is, you know, way before any kind of AI was was anywhere. And chatbots were just, you know, a dream in someone's head. But right, yeah. he, he had this thing of, I want a live answering service for my practice. I want a real yep. human being to answer the phone. And my wife yep. came along and she's like, well, dad, I don't think we need that. We can have an answering machine. He lost his mind over this thing. He's like, there's no way we're having an answering machine and it's got to be a live person. Or, you know, yeah. I even think of some of my past experiences with call centers and calling in and having the robot robots answer, usually by, you know, the middle of the call, I'm screaming, operator, operator, operator. Yeah. Like, and I'm yep. just losing my head. So, so let, yep. let's kind of address some of those things in terms of, you know, what are we really doing here with the, the AI? Yeah, no, that, that's a great, um, great uh, personal experience. Uh, and I, I share that as well, frustration with chatbots in the past and even some of the ones that are out there today. I was using one the other day that gave me three options. None of them were what I wanted and there was no easy way to get to an agent or escalate the conversation. Uh, so very frustrating. So um, 
Yeah, the a couple of things that you said there um, to unpack. One, uh, just being the the kind of maybe the um, the status quo approaches to uh, you know the problem, and the problem is that you have all these inquiries coming in. You want to be a high service um, practice because it's very competitive out there. So you want to do a very good job when it comes to the patient experience. I know you you've had other excellent uh, podcasts on that topic. And, you know, the problem is, is that you only have so many people, so much time uh, to do that. And when people start considering call centers, often um, what they're doing is they're transitioning a front desk problem to a call center problem. Hmm. And sometimes when they do an internal call center, they end up outsourcing it and outsourcing the problem. But it's still a problem because oftentimes you have um, a staff uh, that is, um, you know, hard to hire, hard to retain, hard to train, hard to get consistency. They don't always know the um, ins and outs of the practice very well. And they're not uh, necessarily um, the most elegant about uh, being consistent, for example, on, you know, remembering to offer patient financing, you know, that might have a a big impact on uh, case acceptance rates, right? And so um, what Trulark is able to do in those cases is interject AI, one, to alleviate and handle the vast majority of that transactional communication. And we can get into how exactly we do that. Um, but, but two, reduce the, the headcount, right? And so a lot of places are, are using us in both situations where either things are going to the front desk. And I had uh, one founder of a DSO says, there's only so, many, so much room at the front desk and eventually run out of room. You can't just throw people at the equation, right? You got to work smarter. Um, and same thing with uh, agents in the call center. We're able to oftentimes turn a call center that's predominantly inbound to outbound. Um, so that's, I mean, that's a couple things around wow. just, you know, um, that that use case of like, you know, hey, I want a person to answer. Um, it, it just, it, it's not possible to do it all the time. And in fact, here's, here's a stat that'll probably um, surprise you or some of your listeners. The majority of missed calls that occur that will hit our platform and be responded to by the AI occurred during business hours. Wow. During business hours. During business hours. So yeah, I I just pulled up a a dashboard um, today and in this specific instance, uh, 54% of the calls that were handled in the time period were during business hours where most people think we got a front desk staff, they're excellent and they probably are. But the, the reality is, I mean, there's just, you know, there's a lot going on. Your average, um, you know, location probably will handle, oh, I don't know, would not be unreal to handle two to three uh, phone calls an hour. And if you look at that over a monthly period, maybe that's about 900 calls. They're missing probably about 30% of that. So two to 300 calls. And in that, um, of, of those people in that 300 calls, probably about a third have an intention to book with a you know, and there's some kind of revenue element in there. And so, um, you know, there's, there's real, real revenue at stake in yeah. of that. Um, and, you know, just kind of drill down a little bit further. Um, the majority of them are new patients. So, you know, your new patient value is, is extremely important. And Tim, let me ask you today, if you called and you got, you know, you're, you're, you're telling your story about voicemail, if you call and you got voicemail at a dental office, what are you going to do? I call another dental office. Yeah, you hang up, right? Yeah, so exactly. about 
about 80% of the time, people are hanging up. 20% of the time, people will leave a voicemail. Now, the interesting thing about it is that of that 20%, 80% are going to respond over SMS with our AI system. And there's not going to be any need for staff to chase them down, see hmm. who, who missed the call. They're able to get what they wanted to get done using the AI um, you know, as a platform of communication. So, so that... Yeah, yeah go ahead. it sounds like right. You've got an intelligent enough system that's going to field incoming calls. If a human can't get to it, it's going to respond with a, a text or some kind of a message. And it yeah. sounds like the majority of requests can actually be handled automatically, even if it's something as crazy as booking a brand new patient. Yeah, exactly. And to get back to the second part of your your question was, you know, the frustration and past of systems that are out there. We've all dealt with chatbots. We've all gotten texts that maybe it's just a link that takes you to a landing site. The the difference with uh, TrueLark again, it's a it's a purpose built AI communication platform that interacts predominantly through uh, multiple channels. Uh, one being a missed call that is manifest that responds via text direct text, uh, a chat widget um, out there. And then we also have a, a lead engage component as well. But it's all on that mobile device that everybody has, that everybody loves and, and wants to use. I mean, people nowadays um, would much rather prefer to get what they want to get done over text than having to call somebody be put on hold and you know go through that whole entire um, you know experience. Oh yeah, no, right. We're we're all so busy these days that you know, yep. uh, you know, it, it's sometimes hard to do a, a phone call. You know, you may be, you know, in between appointments or sitting in another doctor's office or you know, yep. out to dinner or wherever. And you're like, oh yeah, I got to do that thing, and you know, you can't necessarily yeah. do a phone call at the dinner table, but you can fire off a quick text or two. I have a friend that's a uh, a school teacher, and obviously, in the middle of teaching class, they cannot you know, take a phone call. So inevitably when they have time to make a call will be at lunchtime. Mm -hmm. Oftentimes practices will be closed for lunch. They'll leave a voicemail and then they'll get a call back while they're teaching class later that day. And then when they're at home at night, it's too late to interact with the business. So, yeah. you know, it just, it, it creates a, a cycle of frustration for the patient and the practice. Well, and you mentioned something interesting earlier, and that's that you said you're always kind of testing and analyzing the data. And so does that help you actually figure out what kind of messaging is working and what kind of responses are working? And if if things need to be tweaked to help eliminate some of that frustration mm -hmm. that used to creep up in these older systems? Yeah, exactly. Um, so, you know, today we've trained over a million dental patient conversations. So train meaning that our AI platform has been consuming that and getting smarter over time, right? And so the old, the old, a lot of the old chatbot systems were kind of based on like a branch chain logic or keyword association. And if what you said as a patient didn't compute, the chatbot would kind of get stuck in a loop and, and just kind of break down. We've all we've all been in those situations. Um, the the approach that TrueLark has taken is to create a very natural language experience. Um, and it, 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 it's getting smarter where like, let's say that somebody, like we've had enough people say that, hey, I've got a chipped tooth, right? And the outcome usually when somebody has a chipped tooth is that they want to book an emergency appointment. And so rather than the AI maybe responding initially with, hey, would you like to book an appointment? 
um, reschedule or do something else, it can just go straight to, would you like to book an emergency appointment? Here's some availability. Here's our soonest availability, right? Wow. And just let them know right there in real time, like, hey, you can come in today or maybe today's busy or we're booked, but tomorrow morning at eight o'clock, we have an emergency slot. Wow. So, so it really is by training the system, right? You're almost able to respond in an empathetic way. You know, and here we are using words like empathy for AI, but right, that understanding right. of it's like, hey, chip tooth usually yeah. means there's some kind of an emergency going on. Yeah. Yeah. It, and it's um, interesting. Some practices will personify the AI and give it a name, right? Hmm. And some people, they don't necessarily know they're not talking with a human. Other practices let them know that, hey, this is a, you know, it's a, a automated you know, system. It's an AI system. Okay. Um, but so, so you, you, give, know, you give the practice owners and the, the COOs really the, the decision of how they want to implement this in their practice. It sounds like there's some layers of customization also. Yeah, there, there are definitely because not, you know, one, one of the things I think one of the things that a lot of practices might have with hesitation of any kind of system that touches scheduling um, whether it's online scheduling or a sophisticated AI platform like TrueLark, is that they 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 believe that hey we're unique the way we schedule is no not like anyone else we just do things differently, um, and they they might but the reality is is that um, our team and the way that we can customize the the platform allows us to really um, take the services uh, that they provide and present them in a very easily consumable way that allows the patient to understand what they can and can't do. And, you know, let's, let's be honest, you know, AI can't do everything, right? We automate the vast majority of conversations, but there's a percentage there that, you know, let's say that you're calling in and, you know, um, you want to get a crown. Okay. And you're not just going to book a crown appointment, you know, over text for your first visit as new patient. You know, the, the practice, practice needs to understand, do consultation, you know, understand the specifics of it. Um, so in those cases, though, rather than saying, hey, I'm sorry, that doesn't compute. We don't have that. The AI will um, take that call and escalate it to staff or mm -hmm. call center in a very, very easy way through our dashboard and allow them in real time to pause the AI communicate directly with that person over text phone or however you know the best method of contact is and then turn it back over to ai so you know automating the vast majority but that delta there that can't be handled by the ai is um escalated in a in a easy manner and and not in a frick not in a way that's creating friction for the patient yeah, which is, I think, where a lot of that frustration with the older systems came in is like you mentioned, you just yeah. got stuck in a loop and there's nowhere to go because you know you're calling with something unique and you're like, mm -hmm. it's not on my voicemail tree option anywhere. What do I do? Yeah. And exactly. so in this case, it really allows you to get to that human quickly if you've got that unique yeah. request. You got it. Wow. 100%. So, so what does implementation of this system look like? I, I mean, you typically work mm -hmm. with DSOs who are looking to increase the revenues, lower the, the overhead. And, and so what's mm -hmm. the process of implementing this system like? Yeah. Um, so, so typically, you know, there, there's a lot of discovery and in, in understanding, you know, how they do things um, and what they do. 
The implementation uh, is pretty straightforward. We work with them to understand how they schedule. And what we do on the back end is we, we set up a uh, integration or connection with their practice management system. So we're able to read and write in real time. So we're able to see existing appointments that uh, are on the books for that patient. We're able to create new ones. We're able to cancel, reschedule, um, create profiles in the PMS, uh, all of that in real time. Uh, so we, we set that up and then uh, what we're doing in the AI is pr uh, in TrueLark is providing an omni-channel um, offering that allows the patient to trigger the AI through different channels. So again, missed call is a very good example. And the way that that's implemented is really you're, you're, you're not doing a sophisticated integration into a phone system. It's a conditional call forward. So it's really, uh, uh, you know, in the background, it's this really sophisticated platform, but it's dead simple to implement and dead simple mm -hmm. to use and very delightful for the patient. Uh, so, you know, with a, with a, with a multi-location practice or DSO, a lot of them will, you know, they'll come out with a rollout plan and, you know, we can run at a rate of like onboarding, you know, like five to 10 locations in a week for any given, you know, um, DSO out there, depending on how fast they want to run. Uh, wow. So it, it's powerful, but it's not going to turn your operations upside down. It's not going to require, you know, just hours and hours of manpower from the client to do any kind of heavy lifting technically. Hmm. Wow. I, and so I'm guessing this can be really useful for a DSO that's looking at, at really scaling and growing their operations also then. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's, um, you know, that's the, you know, they're looking at, you know, Hey, how can I, you know, staffing costs, like I mentioned, you know, are, that that's a huge expense, um, difficult to hire, difficult to retain. So we're able to uh, impact that area. We're able to capture hundred percent of calls. Um, we're able to increase appointments. So there actually is a lift, right? So to your point of when you call and you get, got that voicemail, you're, you're going to go to the next place. Oh, wait, I got engagement here. This is dead simple for me to book, you know, myself or your kids maybe into a appointment. Um, the other thing that's interesting um, is that a lot of practices come to us um, with a problem of uh, cancellations in appointment break rates. And what we've found is that the ability of the patient to easily go back and forth very efficiently to self-select an appointment that works for them um, results in a lower cancellation rate. And that's okay. feedback that we've gotten from DSOs and data. Wow. Uh, so that's, I mean, so, and then also uh, maximizing scheduling efficiency, right? So let's say that um, you called in and you want to come in for a cleaning or something. And, you know, um, if you called a front desk, all front desks vary in terms of how well they do things. It's hard for a front desk person to see all the appointment time slots and all the variations that are available in, in, a, in, a, in a lot of these PMSs. It's just, it's a lot of work, right? So they'll find one and they'll say, hey, Tim, can you come in Thursday at, you know, 10 o'clock? And it's like, you're going, well, geez, you know, no, I'm, I'm hosting a, my podcast on Thursday. I, I can't do that, right? And then they're kind of picking and choosing. Well, the AI... First of all, if you don't come out with a, um, a specific ask, we'll provide the first available appointments and it'll give you a range on that date. Mm -hmm. So what we're doing is we're pulling appointments forward on the books and filling those slots that are available first. 
And then if the person has, I want afternoons or I want mornings or, you know, cause it might be, I don't care what day it's just gotta be after four o'clock mm-hmm. and the AI very elegantly can pr- present that. And so yeah. you're getting people into appointments that they want, um, which is great. And then the other thing is if they need to reschedule or something like that, um, it's this thing runs 24 by seven, right? So if it's Sunday night, they can go in there and reschedule their appointment Monday, that appointments, you know, or that maybe that appointment was on Monday, it's off the books and maybe on Sunday, it's already filled by a new patient. So a lot of efficiency and just managing the schedule is created. Yeah. Well, right. And the, the whole scheduling issue, right. You've all been there where you, you call someone up or you're trying to set an appointment and you're, you know, you're bouncing times back. What about this time? What about that time? No, what about this? Yeah, right? And, right. and it's just, it's actually kind of a pain to schedule things. And so I know I love, I, I love the online scheduling. I love being presented with some options and I love being able to kind of just, you know, look at the times and say, that's the one I want. And it really yeah. does. It creates efficiencies, not just for the practice, but also for the patient. And coming yeah. back to that patient experience, right? It just, it creates a much smoother experience, I believe, is ease in scheduling. It's the, it's the most dead simple way to do it. Matt, so imagine, um, so you and I are probably thinking kind of first person, like me scheduling my appointment or you scheduling your appointment. Imagine being a parent and scheduling your kid's appointment, right? Yeah. So imagine being over able, and this is reality, folks, over text to say, I want to bring my two kids in for cleaning next week in the afternoon. And for the AI to come back with adjacent cleaning appointment time slots based on what you're asking for. Right. That, that question makes my head hurt. <laughs> <laughs> right. But, but right. Know, knowing that the AI can do it is so much more powerful. Yeah. yeah rather than even on online, you'd have to most likely serialize that in, mm-hmm. in, you know, if you're talking to somebody, you know, going back and forth to figure out what would work. Cause you know, you don't want to bring in one kid on Tuesday, the other kid on Thursday, if you can avoid it. Often you want to bring them in and you want to bring them in, you know, in adjacent appointment yeah. time slots. Yeah. Can, can you take us through a, a case study or maybe a DSO you've worked with and, and some of the results that they've seen and what they were struggling with before and what their DSO looks like after implementing TrueLark? Yeah, definitely. Um, so one of the, yeah, I'll, I'll share a couple uh, little case studies and anecdotes uh, regarding DSOs and, and practices that we've worked with. Um, so you know, for example, a lot of um, DSOs will come to us in, in the, the, the kind of more, um, I guess, uh, advanced ones will understand that they're missing calls or they're missing opportunities and they want something out there to um, really, you know, fix that problem, but also to differentiate themselves in the market. So they're looking for a competitive advantage out there in terms of providing a 24 seven way that patients love and staff love to get things done. Um, so in the case of one DSO, they knew they were missing a lot of conversations. They came to us and they're scaling and they're rapidly adding on, you know, locations. They were testing call centers, not call centers. And in a month uh, we were able to capture 12,000 conversations, save them a thousand hours. I mean, imagine saving staff a thousand hours or what you can do with that or how you can, reconfigure staffing, right? I mean, you know, and this is in a month, right? Across, you know, I don't know, this is maybe 40 locations or something. And then, um, you know, booked uh, close to 400K in revenue for them in a month, you know, so that 
Wow. You know, when, when, when you turn it on and you start getting results like that, it, it, you know, just the, the aha moment, which I love seeing that delight. I love seeing it where they just go, I, yeah, this is, um, yeah, we, we found the right thing. Another wow. one, uh, they, they, uh, are projecting again, probably, you know, and I, I'm just kind of, I, I think this is going to be across maybe 40 locations. Uh, these are kind of DSOs that are kind of like, like that merging DSOs that are like at 40, going to be a hundred, 200, 300 here pretty soon. But, uh, they're looking at, um, 90 K and EBITDA impacted, you know, impacted date. And they just started turning things up at this one DSO and they're projecting about 500 K annual. And so, you know, that's roughly about 13 K per unit increase annually. Yeah. Yeah. So these are, I mean, it's real impact. It's real numbers, right? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Very tangible bottom line results. Yeah. So, you know, we, we've been talking about how, you know, the, the AI and Trular can really help with that patient communication piece. We've, we've touched on the scheduling. We've touched on, you know, booking the new patient appointments. What else mm -hmm. can it do? Or, or, or is that all we should really be thinking about is like that, that narrow focus of, you know, it's more efficient in scheduling and, and setting appointments, or is there more that can be done also? Yeah, great question. Um, there is more. Uh, so a lot of what we initially started off doing was reacting to um, missed opportunities, missed by the front desk or the call center or off hours, right? And responding to that via SMS, whether it originated through a web chat or a missed call or direct text, right? And through the AI, communicating back and forth in taking what I call goal-driven conversations and executing on them, whether it's booking an appointment, um, could even be like I'm running late or where do I park, things like that. Not, not all calls are about scheduling, but it could be rescheduling, things like that. Um, and then uh, we started getting, this is years ago, inquiries about, hey, we run promotions out there. We do a pretty good job of uh, spending marketing dollars and, and um, getting leads coming in where we're falling down is on the lead conversion. We mm -hmm. don't have the people power process or tools in place to understand um, and, and do a good job of converting leads that we're paying good money for. And so uh, what the AI platform can do is take an inbound inquiry and uh, whether it originates, you know, for example, let's say it's a form, let's say there's a, a, a new patient uh, cleaning promo out there and Maybe it's being, um, uh, you know, brought to attention through mailers. Maybe it's on Google, you know, uh, Meta, Instagram, who knows, right? It's out there. People are driven to a form. They fill this form out. They hit go. What would happen is rather than waiting for staff to follow up or call them or, or send some kind of static link to go to the website, the, the AI will reach out and Trulark will say, Hey, Tim, thanks a lot for your interest in our new patient cleaning at XYZ practice. Um, we would love to see you soon. Here are some times available this week. Wow. And then you can go, and here's the cool thing about it, Tim, and, and for your listeners is that you can go, oh, okay, great. Hey, I want to come in Thursday afternoon. It'll negotiate that real time and book it and get your information, and create the profile. Or you might have a question like, you know, hey, can I bring in my, you know, my spouse or my family or something like that? And the AI has the ability to, you know, answer questions like, well, how long is the appointment going to take? So like little things like that, right? Oh do, what, what insurances do you take? You know, things like that. So things that normally would be a barrier to the patient, 
you know, taking the next step to actually book the appointment, the AI can handle a lot of that and give them the confidence to move forward. Wow. Now, I know, I know the other thing kind of swirling around in my mind that some of our listeners may be thinking about also is what about compliance and, and safety of patient data and HIPAA and, and all of that stuff, right? You know, you use ChatGTP and they're really clear. Don't put any personal information in here. So so how does TrueLark yeah. deal with those concerns? Yeah, I mean, um, good question. The So the, usually the biggest concern isn't around that because really we're just booking an appointment um, in the that, you know, um, information that, that you're referring to would live in the PMS. Um, what a lot of people have questions about is the uh, texting compliance, right? Mm. So what are the TCPA rules around SMS? And the way that TrueLark is being triggered is in response to an action from the patient. So TCPA rules would treat that differently than say a promotional text where I'm just texting you in a some kind of like an email blast, almost kind of way, like a text blast. You don't know me. And it's like, hey, Tim, I'm Eric, the dentist in town, you know, come see me. Um, those texts should only go to an opt-in list where you've said you want to hear from my business. And we actually have capabilities to do things like that. We run it off a different text-only number and mm. it has an opt-out on it. And, you know, um, clients only use that to send to people that are opted okay. in. So, because so that's, the, that's probably the biggest compliance question that we get. Gotcha. So because yeah. the patient's reaching out first, you're allowed to respond and you don't have yeah. some of the same compliance rules as, as opposed to marketing type emails and, and SMS. Yeah, you got it. So it, it's like, you know, I, you, you call in, they're going to call you back, you know, or text you back. You know, you, you, you have some kind of inquiry, you leave a voicemail and you get a text back. Right. Yeah. Um, and, and it's what people want, you know, you know, people, like I said, um, a lot of people do not leave voicemails nowadays when they do. And also the cool thing about TrueLark AI is can respond to the, the voicemail contextually in the response. So if you left the voicemail like, hey, I have, a, I have an emergency, I need to come in as soon as possible, the AI can respond with, um, here's some emergency appointments that we have you know, next available wow. to your voicemail and, and uh, you'll engage, right? That's amazing. So, hey, we've got listeners on there. And if you got any questions, just put your, your questions right down in the chat. We'll get to those live. Eric would be happy to, to answer them. If you got questions around AI or implementing in your practice, please put them, put them down with love. We'd love to answer those questions. And so, you know, Eric, the, the other thing we've noticed is, right, technology today is changing so quickly, right? We, I don't think we've ever seen something really advance as quickly as what we've seen AI doing. And so is there an advantage for a practice to really implement this sooner rather than later? Or should we kind of be waiting to, to see what happens technology-wise? Like, how do you even advise around stuff like that? Yeah, I mean, that that is um, a good question. I definitely would not uh, wait um, because, you know, it, w when you wait, there is a, a, a cost to that, right? So today you can implement a, a solution that is going to automate and provide time savings and also lift in revenue. So while the true lark of today will certainly be better tomorrow and it has improved, you know, over time as we invest in our platform and, and do more and more, you know, I, I there's no reason to, to uh, sit on the sideline. You're only going to be more and more left behind and at a competitive disadvantage um, compared to other people out there that have that have taken advantage of, of tools like this. 
Okay. Now we've also been talking a lot about, you're right, just using this within DSOs or multi-practice groups. Is this appropriate yeah. for a for a large single location, multi-specialty practice, or or what other kind of practices should consider this? Yeah, no, it, it certainly can be. Um, you know, I have a single location practice. I was just looking at their data earlier today. Uh, on average, they book about 88 new patients uh, per month. Uh, they do um, probably about 57K average in new patient revenue uh, per month. That's just new a new patient. And uh, they, they, you know, probably have um, about 264 um, patients on average that are assisted each month. Mm. So, and that's just a single location. Uh, they do a good, they're fairly high volume. Um, the thing with them that they, that they do really well is they maximize availability. So they are making um, times that they call kind of prime time available to patients. So early morning before work, after work, they're, they're open on Saturdays. Um, because one of, the, one of the biggest things that you'll find in drop off on um, patients not completing a, a booking request um, is going to be, I, I'm, maybe I'm concerned about price, I want to shop around, but availability right? If you don't have availability for a few months or three months, then, you know, it, it's, that's a, you know, I wish I could create availability, but that's, that's going to be on the practice. So the ones that do a good job of that, hmm. um, you know, find it. Uh, yeah. E even, I think we had one comment uh, where somebody, we had one practice that was overwhelmed at how much business they got. And and then they just had to adjust how they, how they operated. I mean, it was a good problem to have, but yeah. They had to adjust and it was just a, it was just a single location. Oh, that, that's amazing. So what would you yeah. tell the, the doctors who are really kind of considering this or, or looking at this and, and how do we get in touch with you? Yeah. Um, what I would, what I would recommend is that uh, they come to truelark.com. Uh, we have up in the, up in the corner of our website, there is a book a demo button. And if they book a demo, they're going to uh, engage, you know, one of our, one of our specialists here. And what um, I think they'll find really interesting is that we'll provide a free ROI framework uh, for them. Yeah. So we have enough data around, you know, DSOs, multi-location practices, single location practices to, you know, really come back with some meaningful data around, um, you know, our projections based on some variables that you give us of, you know, hey, this is how many conversations we believe that you're going to get. And usually we're really accurate. We think you're going to have this many bookings. This many will be new patients. This is going to be your uh, lift in revenue. Here are the channels that they're going to come in. And at the at the end of it, you know, um, we'll we'll be able to give them a ROI, um, you know, number that they can feel, you know, uh, good about because we have the data to back it up. Yeah. No, that, that, that's great advice, right? And, and I'm known for helping dentists who are about five or 10 years off really look at their exit strategy to make sure their lifetime mm -hmm. of hard work pays off. And I don't know right. of any better way to do that than to really take care of that engine that's been driving the, the wealth creation that's behind them, which is their mm -hmm. dental practice. And so this to me is an accelerator to really help you in those last couple of years or if you're just getting started. But really for those doctors that are looking to maximize that exit and maximize their net worth, this is an incredible mm -hmm. tool. Yeah. 
So, so where, where do you see AI going? Let, let's put all our, our out our crystal balls here. Mine's usually wrong, but it, it's kind of fun to speculate. <laughs> so, so, so what's on the horizon for us as we look out there? Yeah, I think, well, you know, in the case of uh, TrueLark um, with our platform, you know, it's only going to continue, continue to get smarter and smarter and be able to handle various use cases. I mean, things like I mentioned with lead engage and how we you know develop lead engage to respond to inbound inquiries for promotions um, has only gotten better and smarter um, in regards to those campaigns and sequences that it can run um, the other thing that we're we're seeing more requests on is using the ai for example i think um and maybe this was one in one of your prior podcasts where you have people that um come in and they talk to somebody but for whatever reason they don't schedule an appointment and so you get this list of people that need to come in for an appointment or that didn't schedule right for one reason or another and using ai to proactively reach out to them and then get them you know booked get get that automated and then also bring awareness around things like um, patient financing right so a lot of front desk and call center people maybe aren't consistently um hmm. consistent in their training on how to present that and offer that uh, the AI uh, can present that as an option and, and maybe there's going to be more capabilities around, you know, how that is um, communicated. But again, you know, patient accept, um, you know, case acceptance rates are increasing just around awareness. So there's wow. things like that. And then, you know, we get asked about, um, you know, does this talk, is it like a Siri or an Alexa, right? Today, uh, our platform is strictly over uh, SMS and chat. Um, but, you know, there, there's possibility down the line of a, of a, you know, voice conversational aspect to it. Wow. I mean, it, it, to me, this is one of the most exciting areas right now because, right, who doesn't love to increase revenues and decrease expenses, right? We want to do right. the things that really matter. You want to spend your time on the things that really energize you and, and really make a difference. And, and this, to me, is that opportunity to offload some of those mundane tasks and, and things that get forgotten that, that are so essential to the business that have to be done but aren't necessarily mm -hmm. the best use of humans anymore. Yeah. And, you know, um, one of the byproducts of uh, implementing our platform that I, I didn't even think about this uh, initially, you know, years ago, I had uh, a, a business owner come up to me and said, you know, our staff retention has increased as a result of implementing AI. And a lot yeah. of people think, a lot of people think, um, oh, AI is coming for a job. So it's like, well, it, it's going to reduce the transactional activity. But what it's really doing, as you pointed out, it's allowing staff to focus on the higher value activities. You know, if you ask staff, hey, what do you want to do? Do you want to like try to track down 20 missed phone calls and voicemails? Or would you rather talk to a patient either in front of you or on the phone about a, you know, a treatment plan that maybe they're nervous about or something and really, you know, making sure that they feel comfortable and that they're knowledgeable about this treatment plan that you're presenting to them? Yeah. No, I, I hadn't even thought about that, but that's so true. I mean, you know, one of the things I always tell my team and coach them to is if you can't be replaced, you can't be promoted. And that's the thing, right? <laughs> really focusing on, hey, being replaceable is a good thing, right? If you can create yeah, those yeah. systems and those processes that free you up to move somewhere else and move up in the organization, that's a win, right? You, you want to be replaceable yep. in that sense. 
Yes, absolutely. Yeah, so, yep. Wow, Eric, what a what a brilliant thing you're doing. Thank you for contributing to the the industry, making it better. I, I love dental. I love what you're doing, and and thank you for having an impact on the the practices. But before we sign off here, any closing thoughts or, or last kind of ideas before we we move on here? Yeah, I I would just say that um, if you're a listener out there and and you know you're you're thinking that AI is just something that's out of reach for you. Um, my message is it's not, you know, it's here, it's today. There's definitely reason to be excited and optimistic about it. Uh, you know, we encounter a lot of people that uh, come in kind of a little, you know, what is this AI thing? And then once you show them the data and once you turn it on and it starts running, it just, it does its thing. And, you know, it's this 24 uh, seven, um, communication platform that is really there providing a way for your patients to engage in a delightful manner and helping your staff, you know, be better at what they do. Excellent. And I put so the don't link be down. afraid. Yeah. yeah, I love that. And the, the link is down below. If you want to go get that, that free assessment, just click that visit true link. I'd encourage you to do that. So Eric, thank you yeah. for being such an amazing guest and sharing so generously with us. Yeah. Thank you, Tim. Really appreciate um, the invitation and, and being part of this and, and really love what you're doing. Thank you so much. And we'll see you here soon on Dental Wealth Nation. Take care, everyone. You've been listening to Dental Wealth Nation. We hope you've gotten some useful and practical information from the show. Join us next time as we pull back the curtain to reveal the often hidden advice and strategies used by today's most successful individuals and families and help maximize your net worth so you can take even better care of the people you love. Till next time, make sure to hit the website at dentalwealthnation.com. 